Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song, and this week it's Southern Rock. David. Tim. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, my friend. It's so good to see you in the year 2020. I'm really excited. Mm -hmm. We are out of that shithole of a 2019 bad times had by most bad times had by most now we're in a cool new year a cool new decade i don't Mm -hmm. care i don't care if it starts in 2021 technically uh i'm looking forward to a lot of really neat dates that we're gonna see Mm -hmm. with the with the number 2020 we've got we got plenty of combinations on the way more importantly I'm glad to see you. Likewise, out of the hole that you were just in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. So I do want to say up top, just throw it out there, that normally I'm not one who's like, oh, that ear sucked. Ba ba ba. The symbolism doesn't really mean much to me usually. Um, this time I feel quite differently. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and was like, you know what? I'm I'm good to have a nice demarcation point. Um. It's been. A, it was a long year for a lot of reasons, but it's over. Uh, I am slowly working my way up towards health in a lot of different contexts. Um, I'm happy to be able to talk somewhat normally again. That's cool. We recorded all those December episodes you heard before Thanksgiving. Before Thanksgiving. And now, uh, man... So much has happened between then and now. So in much has so happened. many regards. Um, your surgery went well. Mm-hmm. You had some recovery stuff. Still going through some of it, but it's uh, it's better than it was. It's a long ass process. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And I think that you're like I'm still remembering that it's a long ass process from something that happened to me last year. I know. I mean, it's... it happened to you last year, too. Exactly, but... exactly. Uh, we both had some surgeries, some long recoveries, some bad times. Um, I think of, like, our friend group. You and I both uh, were able to manage the uh, the top two surgeries of, of 2019 <laughs> yes. award. Yeah, I think we did. I think we did. Uh, wish we hadn't, but, you know, can't really change that. Can't really change that. Um, it was... It was a scary thing for for both of us mm-hmm. much scarier for you obviously being on that side of it but um i at least my surgery was planned it, yeah sure but <laughs> having having spent now uh so many months removed from the pre planning mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. surgery it 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 is nice to just at least be on the side of the thing that was in your neck <laughs> yeah, yeah. in your carotid artery is gone now and yes. that's a positive thing exactly you know i'll take that obviously there were uh not complications in the way that w- when you say complications with surgery people immediately are like oh no so there's nothing wrong with the surgery that all went swimmingly but uh, the tumor was resting up against some nerves. They had to move those. Apparently, when you do that, it bruises them. And what happens when you bruise nerves is you lose a lot of feeling and then get, like, intense stinging sensations and other intense things. So, like, the left side of my face has been a real fucking uh, real carnival ride over there 
of just you know intense pain and then noises and numbness and pushing through that so you know initially they were like yeah if all goes well two weeks you should be getting back to it that's not really what happened um and i had to be okay with that and i had to slowly deal with that the fact my tongue was bruised as a result of that was a weird thing that i didn't know could happen not exactly like a thing that you can ignore yeah and nothing you can really do anything about and i'm still not a hundred percent back but you know i'm better than i was i've learned how to manage it um and i've learned how to push through it and take little steps so you know it's not my favorite thing i've had to do ever but you know i've We've gone through it, and I'm happy to be on this side of it. And there's still more work to do, but it'll get done. It'll get done, and it'll get done when it gets done. And I think that was the hardest thing that I realized as I was going through recovery is that, like, you can't will mm. your body into recovering from a trauma. No, no. You kind of have to be – you are um, – very much kind of forced to listen to it in a way that I normally wouldn't. I'm normally the type where it's like, ah, I don't feel 100% whatever, I'll just do the thing. And, and that doesn't work that way. So hard for me, but, you know, is what it is on the other side of it, hopefully within another month. Because uh, I'm only five weeks out from surgery, some shit like that. Yeah, which is like such a not long time no it feels both very uh long ago and also not that long ago it's kind of strange how that how time works yeah um but you know i'm here we're doing a podcast i'm glad that you're here me too there's another thing that happened which is more relating to you here uh which you know i i know uh people who follow you on Twitter, Instagram, the whole the whole deal we've also seen about, but um, unfortunately, our our compatriot, your dog Chloe, who has been with us for most of the recordings of these episodes, been in the room, probably heard on this podcast many a times, referenced many a times, usually when she farted. Yeah, big time farter uh, is no longer with us. Chloe Chloe passed on into uh, into a a different life phase uh that's not of this earth Mm -hmm. and it it fucking sucks yeah when you're when your pet dies it's it fucking sucks and um it's been a really it's been a really difficult couple of weeks um adjusting to a new normal Mm -hmm. and like i was thinking about it Last night in thinking about you coming over is that yeah. you have grown accustomed to being greeted by a very, very specific presence yes. who is, uh, isn't is here anymore. And it sucks. She, she lived for 13 and a half years. I felt so privileged to spend those years with her. And, you know, we... We referenced we've referenced her a little bit uh, mm-hmm. on this on this podcast. Um, she is uh, she's very present on Better Yet. Mm-hmm. Um, she takes a picture with 
every guest who comes over. She's in the logo. She's yeah. been on a T-shirt. There are pins of her, uh, you know, every conceivable way. Yeah, and it's it it's really it's really tough to now uh, to not have that anymore too because it was just another aspect of of our relationship was that she got to be a a a, a, she got to be such an integral piece to a thing that i have been doing for a long time and i really care about and i mean i said it to you before we started but i was like not everyone who loses their pet sees their dog get their obituary written about in the local weekly. Like Chloe was a unique presence in many, many regards. So like uh, if you, if people who listen, maybe don't know Chloe, like I think there is, um, there, there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more that was uh, at play. She was as much a part of the whole thing as you were. Yeah. She wasn't asking questions, right. so to speak, but like she was, she was the face of the franchise. Yeah. And um it's it is it is tough to to no longer um be able to share that with her because the as as goofy as it is to like use your dog in that way, she really loved meeting people mm-hmm. uh and was always so happy to have people come over Mm -hmm. and react to her for the first time because she was such a force of nature yeah she uh commanded a room yeah and so that and and that all of those meetings i mean i i've made friends doing that podcast uh I, i tell you the point of connection that we really have is that they all fell in love with my dog. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I mean, not to interrupt, but I think Chloe was, uh, directly responsible for what my favorite moment in better yet history was, which was at the live show. The first one in your old apartment, Chris Sutter from Meat wave playing a song that includes the line, making eye contact with a dog while Chloe stared at him <laughs> and the room reacted to it. I don't know if Chris was even aware of it, but, you know what's funny is that I I don't remember that. I remember that so vividly. That's fucking awesome. Because I've gone back and, and listened to that, obviously. Um, and, and it doesn't pick up in the recording. Mm, yeah. And I think that it's that's a really cool little thing that uh, that everybody who was there got to see. The real heads know. Yeah. I remember um, Alex, who was doing sound for that when we were, uh, we were. T- I was talking to to Deanna Bellows of mm-hmm. Sincere Engineer, who I don't know if we've plugged her enough on this show. If you're if you're an Alkaline Trio yes. fan and an active Alkaline Trio fan, that's Sincere a band Engineer for you. Is a band for you. Um, but I I asked Alex like, hey, is it sounding good? And he's like. Yeah, Chloe's coming in so hot. Oh yeah, I remember that too. She was panting, and it doesn't really pick up on the on the audio, but it was one of my favorite parts. But there was an energy to that room that night, and there was an energy because she was a presence in that room, and people were conscious of her, and she contributed to the yeah. thing. You did a great episode um, of Better Yet 
that was in tribute to her include a lot of uh, moments where she does show up on the show. And I think if you've not listened to Better Yet for some reason, though I'm sure there's plenty of overlap, listen to that and uh, revel in those spots, which is just a small percentage of the times that happened. Yeah. It, 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 being able to do that, being able to look back at the the pictures of, of Chloe, you know, meeting mm-hmm. so many people people so many people who are who are friends now also just so many of like my heroes yeah totally and having that and having you know her face on merchandise and stuff like that i i have um it's nice to have like this bit of like memorializing that goes into uh just just a pet who 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 changed my life for the better and um yeah, it's 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 tough to think about, but it's also like as the days go by, that's what mm-hmm. that's what I get to think about more and more is the fact that like she was a special dog yeah. and we got to have a really special thing together in so many different ways. Um so yeah, if um if you if you're dealing with the loss of a pet I like I think we can all relate. It's it's just such it's, a fucking terrible time. I mean, I have a tattoo on my left shin that's literally a memorial tattoo for a dog. Yeah. Um it's not easy. I my heart goes out to anyone who has to experience it. It's a unique kind of pain and loss. And uh as someone who grew up around a lot of loss, uh it's weird to me to say, but I feel like the loss of an animal is distinctly different and just as powerful, if not more so in a lot of cases. So, yeah, you know, as I said to you earlier, I said to you via text, I was gone. Uh, I wasn't in the city when I found out. Um, and it just really wrecked me too. So Chloe was special. I feel very lucky that I got to experience her so many times in so many different environments in so many different ways. Um, anyone who met her, I know, feels the same way. Yeah. Um, and you two, you two really had a special thing, and I, I, I know that because I saw her react every single time you came in. And yeah, and you know, I, I had the pleasure of dog sitting her when you and Jamie were. In Ireland, you, you know, what was that two years ago? Yeah. Uh, you know, got to spend basically a week and a half with her, just the two of us. And I can't even describe how great that was. So it's like, you know, um, if you've lost a pet, if you know someone who has, like, th- there's a reason we love them so much. Yeah. And that doesn't go away. Totally. Either. Totally. So, uh, yeah, we... we you and I had a very bad 2019 for a lot of reasons. And I'm not, I find that shit so corny so often to say like, Oh, 2019 sucked, but, but, but 2020 is going to be different. I have no belief. 2020 is going to be different, Uh huh. but I'm approaching it differently for a lot of reasons. And you know, uh, that's worth, that's worth something. Totally. Totally. And, and if, if, if for nothing else, it's a chance to just say, cool, we made it through. Like <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're starting fresh in at least some sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> also, 
very very low on the on the list of things that we need to discuss i'm sick as fuck and yeah, I'm sorry yeah that you I sound, sound like i'm sorry that i sound crazy right now i sounded crazier four days ago uh i'm at the end of a like two week sinus fucking uh mess that started on christmas day so. yeah i mean i heard it in you as soon as i arrived so i was like well obviously better than you were yeah. Two weeks ago or a week ago, but you know that's not fun in and of itself. It's it's so fine. I just like I got to address it. Like mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. going to be a weird episode just for that. But anyway, weird episode, weird song, weird song. Yeah. Ooh, I know. that was a rough one. It's okay. It's okay. Um, Southern Rock. Southern Rock. The ninth song on God Damn It. It's also it makes an appearance on the self-titled compilation because it's also on the for your lungs only for your lungs only ep second song on the for your lungs only ep it's i think very very well marked uh as a alkaline trio song from that time in just the guitar intro that like Mm -hmm. low down two string do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very Matt uh, in that in the earliest phases of his band. He was writing a lot of uh, guitar lines that were like that. Um, this is a song that I I'm just going to like come out and say it's never really made an impact on me. Um. I like it okay, but I think historically it's always been one of my lesser favorites, both on God Damn It, both on Self-Titled, and on For Your Lungs Only. I think it's maybe the weakest song on each of those releases. Um, that- I think I, I would argue between it and Enjoy Your Day. Okay, fair. On God Damn It. Sure. But as far as like second half of god damn it it's the it's the low point on that side of the record for me totally it's also one of the weird songs where like aside from nose over tail i think that's the only song that kind of was a holdover until god damn it yeah they didn't really re-record stuff they didn't really do a couple versions or, or tack songs on um I don't hate it. I've come to appreciate it more over time. Um, there are things I like about it, which we'll get into in a minute, but it's definitely the type of track where I don't know anyone who loves it. I don't know if I've ever met anyone who's loved it. Yeah. And maybe I'm wrong, but it just doesn't feel like that type of song. Yeah. It. Th- there's just a point of connection that, that never really occurs with it. And I think that it, it suffers from being a slower song mm-hmm. and not making that connection. And I think that in my most negative thoughts about it, I've looked at the material that precedes God Damn It and I've said, you had to record that one? Yeah, I mean, that's the weird part of it, right? Like, I don't know why this was one that they felt particularly tied to. They're... And I think the issue with it is that every part of it I like, I think is done better in another song from that era. Like the intro is just like that kind of riff you were talking about is a lesser 97. Uh-huh. I like the uh, 
start to the course that it'll be me someday hook vocally but i think he's got stronger vocals than other songs it's more subtle and laid back and that kind of big rock outro is trumped by things like for your lungs only it's trumped by things like nose over tail yeah um i will say that as far as the re-recording goes mm -hmm. the probably the reason to argue for its re-recording and its re-release on goddamn it is dan's bass playing yeah on the goddamn it version i do think that is superior um especially when he gets into those like you know that kind of like ascending strumming that he mm -hmm. does during that that's a that's a trick that he never pulls again not and really never hear in a punk band no and it's just the, again it's a song where there's a lot of elements i like and i think i think the the vibe of the song the kind of tenor of the song matches what matt is singing about and i think to me that's what i connected to as a kid and still kind of like is that like it's very clearly a song about satanism like that's kind of what he's getting into like there's a reason that in the goddamn it liner notes it's the only song he drew a little pentagram next to uh -huh. like and but again i think even that he does better in talking about that in hell yes you know like that song clearly being about his relationship to the church of satan and feeling uh very let down by it um this one you know basically him being like like fetishizing going to hell uh-huh it is kind of goofy there's elements of it about death and about this this type of thing that I like, but he's kind of couching it in a way where it doesn't really mean too much because I think it's kind of dancing between poles. It really is because you when you start with like can't believe my heart's still pounding mm. and can't believe how close I came, it's like if that's a if that's a lived in experience, then that is probably the mo the starkest uh uh lyric on yeah. a record full of stark lyrics and then we kind of jump into the like the imagery aspect yeah. of it that that you're talking about and it's like huh it, it if you're if you're starting there like going into the like i don't know the thing that is that you could basically write not from that lived in experience, mm -hmm. just tacking it on there. It is a little bit of a strange, just an odd thing. pairing to me. And I think there's a lot of good lines in it. Like looking at it from a lyrical perspective, the, that'll be me someday. I really like, I really like the, um, the, my worst nightmares became real. I got so scared that I forgot my name. Like yeah. there's some really cool stuff, but for whatever reason, this song has always felt like it's just, Lyrically, musically, vocally, everything's just like up, down, up, down, up, down, up, totally. down, the entire ride through. And it, it makes it hard to latch on to any one part of it because if you like the pulled back, chill part, it's going to dive into this like louder, rockier part. If you like that part, it's going to pull away. It's just like every line is doing something different. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that there's also the the way that this is structured he has to kind of find something to say in those spots. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, um, you know, I got so scared that I forgot my name. It, it is a good line, but 
to me, it's always read just a little bit too much of, yeah. you got to yell something there, and it's got to be something that's similar to the first thing that totally. you yelled, but a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And it it just doesn't really connect with me. No, I, I, I feel that. I think it's... I think the yelling of it is actually what makes me connect to it less. Yeah. Because I feel like my favorite moments vocally in the song are, are when he's doing something a little more pulled back, a little more singy, a little more subtle. And I think this song is just, it's a very noble stab at a lot of things, but it doesn't really hit any of them. Yeah. And I think that, um, I think that he's not, uh, to your point about it being singy, I don't think that he's got that part down yet. Not and I really think at that, all. I think that his voice, it it's really exposed here mm-hmm. on those quieter parts, just because like he he gets that rasp a little bit better. Like he he hits that, and this to me, it's like it's almost got like a like kind of a conversational tone yeah. to it. It's just it's just not. It's not right for what it's trying to be. And I'm saying that from the perspective of somebody who likes a lot of bad singers. No, totally. I mean, that's something I almost universally prefer. Um, It's just that he doesn't know. He doesn't know how to put his voice into that spot quite yet. He's going to get there very soon. And there's better versions of him dancing with that earlier that are more charming and i think better executed than this specific song yeah um it because it, it's got like i feel like that that vocal delivery has a little bit a little bit more of the energy of like when i fall down i fall apart trading my sure bike sure cart, sure which is just like it's it's got such a like oh god i'm such a fucking wreck and this yeah. is this is just like you're you're getting into a more serious tone here but your voice hasn't figured out how to get to that point quite yet yeah and i think the song is like i definitely can see why they probably really liked it but i bet it was fucking fun as fuck to play yeah and it like probably felt like a real triumph in terms of like we're doing all this stuff with it it's not just like a big loud song or kind of a quieter song or blah 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 blah, blah. yeah but there's a reason i don't think this song has ever been like a live staple yeah i don't think this is a it's the song people probably go get a beer during yeah if totally. not enjoy your day i guess and and i think that um i think that on i think that on paper this song slotted where it is between uh my little needle mm. and message from kathleen it makes sense that sure. you want a song that has this type of dynamic in that spot because you can't just keep going big you gotta pull it back here yeah i mean the b-side is a lot of without it if you're going clavicle my little needle message from kathleen it's a little all too like especially the fucking emphasis of going into message from kathleen going into oh here's here's dan singing yeah all of a sudden um coming out of like a quieter space for that it it does definitely benefit Mm -hmm. message from kathleen it's just that the execution is a little bit off um 
and I I think that I've come to really enjoy the second half of this song. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think that's probably I think the instrumental part of it is probably my favorite. Yeah, it is most indicative of something like a nose over tail kind of ending. But I I have always liked that. I love their songs when it was like, all right, here's uh, about two minutes of traditional like verses and choruses and lyrics and storytelling and then here is 90 seconds of just us playing yeah just i think a that's fucking, a cool thing it's an instrumental passage and it's an instrumental passage that goes through a lot of different parts and a lot of di- and a lot of parts that you don't you don't really find on other songs where they do that it, it's where to me they're most directly pulling from a jawbreaker i think that's oh, where that's yeah. i think oh, that's where that yeah. influence it's, is most clear it's it's a it's a definite like bivouac mm-hmm. part or even like uh some of the songs on 24 hour that like condition oakland or like oh, yeah. songs where they just didn't put samples in mm-hmm. and and i think that they i think that they explore that end of it really well because totally. because it is it is kind of uncharted territory and i think that um the spaces that they find themselves in i i think that they do a really good job of doing doing something that's different but it's it's all of their all of their strengths are highlighted totally um it, it's it's just like it's tough in a almost perfect mm-hmm uh track listing when you have one when you have one that just doesn't connect yeah i mean i think it's it's a song that i've come to appreciate a little bit more over time because i've never liked it that much so it feels like it's something i can still dig into but it is a song that whenever i listen to it my mind kind of wanders midway through and then comes back to it yeah and it's the only song where that happens on this record or really through much of the early material so like yeah, and I think it, it's like, a weird space, right? Because um, I don't think "Enjoy Your Day" is a is a good song. Um, I'm just gonna come out and say it. I don't think you're alone in that opinion. I would defend it, and may have on this podcast. I don't remember, but I think that it. I I think that I don't think it's as good of a song as far as ratings go for uh, for our purposes here. Like mm-hmm. I would rate Southern Rock higher. But I don't check out in the way that you're describing mm-hmm. with Enjoy Your Day as much as I think like the song's like not very good, but it also like is. It serves a very distinct purpose that I think is, I mean, as we've probably discussed, it's very bold. Yeah. Like, hello, we have a second singer. Hello, He's singing like this uh-huh. um, about yeah. this in the mid, like following five songs that are like, right, just knockouts. <laughs> and here, and here's this song that like the main critique that you can make about "Enjoy Your Day" is that it's so corny. Yeah, but I can I can sing along to a corny song, and this one I think it just to me it fails so quickly, and then it's. It's just like, uh, okay, and and now with all of these repeated listens, I've realized that, oh, well, I do like like these things that are happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But kind of after the fact. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Enjoy Your Day is hard to check out from because it's very polarizing. Yeah. The people who love it, love it. The people who hate it, fucking hate it. I don't find a lot of people who fall in the middle. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and this one is just like, it's, it's just a little flat, I yeah. think. And, um, I, I do, I do appreciate like listening to both versions back to back because yes. I think that it's, it's kind of a subtle thing. Um, but the tempo on the God damn it mm-hmm. version is so much better and more locked in yes. than the self-titled and for your lungs only version, which is yeah. just like a little bit too quick. So it mm-hmm. is like, it, it, it doesn't is feel cool. as deliberate. Right. And it is cool to see that like, Oh, this band has like played this song a lot of times and yes. they've really fine tuned it. It's just that you're fine tuning like a, a kind of okay song. Yeah. It's just like you, it's nice to hear them be more comfortable and confident to not have to speed it up the way they do. Yeah. Um, and not be like, oh, we've got to make it punk. They can just kind of jam it and make it its thing. But yeah, it's a song that like I don't think about much. Uh, yeah, totally. I, again, I don't have a ton to say positively. Obviously, we've said a lot negatively, but it's not like I dislike it. Yeah, I, I've never met anybody who's like opposed to it. Yeah. But as you were podcast at gmail.com, um, we we would love to hear from you especially on um something like this where mm-hmm. like if this if this is a song that's like towards the top of your um rankings on even like the second side of goddamn it i'd love to hear why honestly yeah i mean i and i say that about a lot of stuff like i mean there's a lot of songs we have been very harsh about that people will on twitter or what through whatever means uh tell us they love yeah which is fine like but i do want to hear it like and i want to hear that articulated definitely you know like because yeah it's like it's like we've been kind of nasty about songs that we hear like you know that's that song means a lot to me and uh it kind of sucks that you shit on it and yeah like point taken and Mm -hmm. and we totally like understand that and hope that you understand that um we are doing a entertainment uh piece here Mm -hmm, so yeah um but but southern rock is is just it's different from songs like that because it doesn't it doesn't elicit the type of negative reaction i just don't really feel like much of anything when i hear it Mm -hmm. so if if you uh if you really do latch on to it like i'd love to hear i'd love to hear your story me too because i think it's that's the thing is I think people can attach to anything for any number of reasons. You know, when you first hear it, I mean, yeah, like people who love songs I dislike, I'm genuinely more interested in the why, you know? And I think it's good to have that disagreement because like, even if they hate a song I love, I would love to hear why. Yeah. I may disagree with it fully, but it's still interesting yeah Um, definitely so i'm very open to that like if you love this song please tell me because i would like to try and hear it through those ears and i think that's the thing is when people really love something or really hate something i try to do that a lot where i'm like what is the thing about it that i should be listening for that i'm not hearing yeah and i've tried that with stuff that i know i dislike deep in my core um like i have a friend who's into some stuff uh that's local chicago music that i just do not fuck with at all. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, I've, I've tried this stuff, but like, what is the thing? Tell me the thing. 
and I'll do it. Um, and it just doesn't work. But I can respect that that's the thing that you see that I do not. Talking talking to you um, outside of this program where we are reacting to music that's coming out in real mm-hmm. time, I have gained a lot from your consistency in starting the discussion with something that uh, you don't feel the same way that I do mm-hmm. is you saying, tell me why you like it. Yeah. And it, I think sometimes that could read if in a text almost like dismissive and that's never how I mean it. Like, I just think it's so important to hear what other people hear in things or see what, if we're talking about movies or other things, like what do you see in, I don't know. Uh, I, I can't think of a, an emotionally affecting movie at the moment. But what do you see in that? I right. Don't? What What is it about? What is it that stands out to you? What are you connecting with? Because not only is that not only is that a good perspective, I think, for you to have as somebody who doesn't feel the same way just on the surface. But mm. if I have to if I'm in a position of trying to articulate to you what I like about something that isn't readily, uh, you know, easy to articulate, then I. I have to figure out how to present something to you that feels very internal. And Mm. I think that that's a good exercise. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is like, there's been a kind of flattening of how criticism works, especially in the online world where it's like, it's either good or bad. And often when people talk negatively about things, the reaction is like, well, just let people have this. Like, and I agree with that. Like I I don't want to shame anyone for liking anything unless it is, there are certain things I would shame people for liking for right liking, but uh, they are like openly racist things or like shit where it's like right, right, right. But yeah. the, so I think that I think that it comes what what can become difficult is when you're speaking about something that people have an emotional connection to mm-hmm. and like 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 what you like and and that stance also takes the extreme form of you know maybe this maybe this song did something like enormously impactful to me why can't you let me uh experience that impact why are you trying to take away that impact from me and it's tough when you're in a position of saying like yes i can i can understand that message but if the form that it's being uh artistically expressed in is lacking on some of the qualities that are in my opinion important to artistic expression sure then i, I want to be able to say that like yeah, that is a really sad song, but it's not a good melody and there's not uh the instrumentation is lacking and it doesn't it just doesn't do anything for me as something that I listen to. Mm. And I don't want to take away from the story that's being told, but totally. if it's not told well, I I want to be able to say that like oh could it could be told better sure and and here's what I like about storytelling yeah I mean I think to connect this to something that just popped into my head for some reason is uh, I'm a big fan of Joan of Arc 
Um, not a lot of people are, yeah. but I am. And there's two things that I think about is when I interviewed Tim Kinsella for Ranky Records years ago, um, we talked about The Gap, which is famously the band's like most uh, hated record. Yeah. And it's really funny because when I listen to that record, I love it. And I'm like, how do people who, especially like Pitchfork, the Pitchforks of the world who gave it like a one and shit on it, then two years later praise an animal collective who I think are doing a lesser version of the same thing. Uh-huh. But it's because, A, they were getting shit on from that direction, and, like, it was supposed to be emo, so it was getting compared to, like, something to write home about. And right. it's neither of those things. Yeah, yeah. And I can appreciate both something to write home about and The Gap for different reasons, because they're doing different things. And the same way that I can appreciate Matt Skiba being young and dumb on Nose Over Tail, but not appreciate him being youthful and dumb on blink 182's california exactly yeah it's because they're different things Mm -hmm. you know and i can appreciate them or not appreciate them for the same reasons because they are different yeah um so like i've been thinking about a lot with some of the songs that are from the later era that i do really like that somehow have not come up Uh (laughs) songs off (laughs) this addiction or my shame is true where i'm like Actually, I think those are really good songs that are just like most people don't pay attention to because they're sandwiched between bad stuff. But I think there's good things to be found there. And I would love to get to the point where I can maybe defend some of them because I think given how we do this, which is random, yeah, that you might hit a streak of this podcast where we're shitting on songs you like five weeks in a row Uh or praising songs you don't like five weeks in a row. But it's supposed to be a conversation. And I would love, love, love if people emailed us. As you were podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Uh, I couldn't remember if it was pod or podcast. Uh, um, it can be tough. Uh, but Patreon's just as you were. Patreon.com slash as you were. Of course, you can yes. sign up there and pledge a monthly amount and help support the show. Keep the lights on in here. And keep our lights on metaphorically, too. Uh, but anyway... <laughs> With a song like this, it's so weird because I feel like it is hard to articulate when you're in a space of like, I don't know how I feel. Yeah. And with Southern Rock, I don't really know. I've been thinking about it a lot today. Yeah. So with that, what do you rank it? I think I am going to give Southern Rock a 2.5. I'm going to call it my baseline, I guess. Yeah. I think that I'm going to give it a 2. And I think that I am going slightly below the baseline because I think that the I think that I have found the reasons that it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And I think that those are structural reasons. I think that it's it's not it's not a great telling of of this story and it does have good parts but i think that that's what stands out to me the most is how quickly it loses me up front Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. those those are really really glaring flaws and they're in the first 30 seconds of the song yeah yeah i mean i think that's the beginning is the hardest part for me to latch on to every time yeah and then it's it's a, it's the bathroom break song it's the skip it song whatever right i when i go through it i don't end with that same energy internally but i yeah. don't always want to go to it right right 
Yeah. There's something about that beginning too that's just like, it just doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like the best uh, thing that he did with that, you know, yeah. type of playing. Yeah. It just, it, it it's it so stands out from 97 which is really not that different exactly and is far superior yeah um happy 2020 woo um we started doing this podcast in 2018 crazy as so long just a way to hang out and it has been uh rewarding and it has helped us to become closer friends and Mm -hmm. it's also um i think it's done a lot for both of us in just getting getting better at articulating what we what we like and what we don't like Mm -hmm. and hopefully in a constructive way and that's a that's a fun thing to take part in and it's something that we encourage that everybody does because the conversations are fun to have and it's very, very dope that there are people out there that are listening to them and enjoying yeah. them as as just two people who like really don't have much of an authority other than <laughs> other than the time we have spent we've, with it. We've put in the hours. <laughs> um but we do it because we enjoy it. We do it because we enjoy each other, and we're really happy to have you here enjoying it with us. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash as you were. You can pledge a monthly amount to uh, help us continue to do it and continue to uh, create fun content, and there's some extra stuff that we do on behalf of of those contributions uh one of them is we do some bonus audio Mm -hmm. and we also give people the opportunity to vote on the songs that we talk about which i think is a very fun thing to be able to do as far as participation goes so go on over to patreon.com slash as you were and you can check out what options we have available for you there Either way, we'll be back next week. We'll be doing it for free. Subscribe to it. Tell a friend about it. And we are now in a position where we have both gone through a crazy Mm -hmm. experience, uh, a crazy set of experiences uh, separately and also together and being able to come back and, and have this space where we can talk to each other and also talk to you. It it fucking means so much, and it helps us to get back to a normal life. And mm-hmm. sadly, this is our this is our version of normal. Truly, but we um, we look forward to doing it again next week, and we'll see you then. Thanks, brothers. Bye.